Westbrook Health Services has been supporting the surrounding community since 1949 and is known as an agency that is community-focused, people-driven. As one of West Virginia's 13 comprehensive behavioral health centers, Westbrook provides services to eight counties throughout the Mountaineer State and became one of the first comprehensive community behavioral health clinics in West Virginia in 2020. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the generous help of the Sisters Health Foundation. This year marks 25 years since the foundation awarded its first grant, and we couldn't be more grateful for their support. Welcome to Studio 2121. Welcome to Hashtag Studio 2121 podcast with Westbrook Health Services. Today, my guests with me are Jenna Carr and Rob Dudley, and they are with Copeland Health Systems. Um, They collaborate quite a bit with Westbrook. We do many great things in the community together, and we thought it would be good to sit down and talk about some of the services that um, we collaborate on and to explore everything that Copeland's doing in the community. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So for those that might not know, um, Copeland has um, utilization of office space at our 7th Street location. I have two clinic rooms. Um, A lot of our behavioral health clients take advantage of this for their primary care needs. Um, One of the reasons we started this collaboration, often individuals with behavioral health needs have shorter lifespans because they don't often get their medical needs met. And so this has been a great collaboration for our clients to help them get those needs met. And and Rob is a former employee of Westbrook and um, that partnership has been, I think, a really great help to the community. So, you know, you guys want to talk about a little bit what we do at 7th Street? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think it's really convenient and like you said, it's access to care. So those clients that you have um, that are mutual um, patients of ours uh, are there for services at your location and then are able to stop right over and see their primary care physician. Transportation is a huge barrier in the Mid-Ohio Valley and that saves them an extra trip um, and it gives them that access to that primary care physician that they might not get elsewhere. Um, and then they've got pharmacy services right there on site for you as well. Um, and it's been, it's been wonderful. Um, the partnership really has. Um, we're able to treat hepatitis C as well. So I know that's a big need. Mm-hmm. And um, the behavioral health community um, in the general community and our population and area. Um, and our provider there is able to offer those services. And she's had success with that, great success with that. So... Yeah, that's a, um, you know, with the substance use population that we serve, bloodborne pathogens is a common um, issue that goes untreated with undiscovered. So, yeah, that's been a great help. And um, we also have a lab that can draw blood there and, mm-hmm. and, and do those testing as well. So it's been really good. Um, another collaboration that we have with Copeland, um, we have a mobile MAT unit, medication-assisted treatment program and um, they've been gracious enough to let us park it in their parking lot in Work County um, to assist with individuals of that need. Um, so gracious that you guys let us do that. And I'm not sure how has that been going so far. Uh, it's been slow, but the uh, fact that we can offer it uh, to the community is what is important. Mm-hmm. Um, our uh, providers, in, in particular Dr. Nichols, has the ability to uh, prescribe uh, on an individual basis, uh, some of the, the MAT uh, uh, 
scripts. However, uh, the other services that traditionally go along with MAT, we do not offer. Um, so uh, we have felt that uh, Westbrook has MAT programming, and even though there's been offers for us to, from the federal government to open MAT programming, to me it just makes sense to collaborate with our partners who are already doing it. So this was an opportunity for our small county in Elizabeth uh, to have access to these services. So with, with our mobile unit, as Rob said, um, we're able to connect to therapy, peer support services, uh, along with the medication management as well. And I think um, we have two or three clients now somewhere in that neighborhood, and we're welcome. We have room for more. Um, so if you're listening from Ward County and you know of individuals that are struggling, um, we're, we're here to help in any way we can. So. And I didn't mention this in the beginning, but Copeland is an FQHC, and so one of their um, tasks is taking care of the Medicaid population. So that's something else we have in common, and um, a lot of um, just standard practices out there actually don't offer a lot of services to Medicaid. And, and, and to go along with that, dental care is a very important need. So you guys have started a dental clinic as well not too long ago. Yes. How's that going? <clears throat> It's going pretty well. Um, we uh, consumed the uh, practice that used to be Dr. Michael Cox, and that's been a few years ago. Um, so now that is uh, Copeland uh, the Dental Care. Dental Care. And um, we have um, two physicians now, or two dentists now, um, and several hygienists and assistants um, working on, um, you know, getting patients in the door, and we do take Medicaid for dental, um, so it's really nice to have that opportunity to give somebody a smile back um, and, and be a part of that, and I know Medicare kind of Medicaid kind of puts a gap on what, what they pay for dental services, um, but working with those patients to work out, you know, here's a treatment plan. Um, I hear our site director and our dental coordinator talk about that all the time, about we're going to work with you to, to create this dental plan of what's the most important thing for us to address right now so we can utilize the, the funding that's available to those Medicaid patients um, to give them some, you know, pride back in their smile. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And statistics show that um, oral health issues uh, lead to physical health issues, um, and pretty some pretty major physical health issues. And so, um, part of the idea with the FQHC is that we put all types of services around the patient um, that influence health mm -hmm. and wellness. And so, uh, dental is one of those areas uh, that is recognized as uh, having a uh, uh, a major influence on uh, physical aspects of health. You know, something I learned the other day that I didn't know, is, this is new information to me, you guys might be aware, um, with medication-assisted treatment that we were talking about, um, one of the medications is suboxones, and that's strips that you put in your mouth and you dissolve. Um, Individuals often that are taking Suboxone start suffering with oral health because they don't get it treated and that medication actually causes some oral health issues. So we are trying to educate our clients that are in the MAP programs about the importance of getting dental care and getting their oral health taken care of. So that's um, another thing that um, we probably, um, 
I don't know this, but I imagine our staff is starting to refer clients to your dental clinic through our MAP program because of that issue. <clears throat> and another way that we've been able to utilize you, um, it's been a super um, amazing thing to be able to call your crisis team in if we have a uh, patient in the office um, at any of our locations that needs help further than what we can help them with. Um, a lot of our patients are very open-minded to getting that help or and are ready um, and we've been able to call them and, and your staff's been willing to come right over and we've been able to give the patient the help and the assistance that they need and that's been a huge benefit um, and it's just such a win because mm -hmm. you see the difference from when they walk in the door to when they're leaving and, and they have you know uh, a group of people that are there to support them and they didn't you know that they're not leaving alone so um, that's that's been a huge huge win and thanks to you all for for thank being there yeah thank you for that our our crisis team I mean that they love that they love reaching out, finding those individuals, and trying to offer some hope. And um, they're really good about connecting that. Um, that's great. So um, you guys have started a, a newer adventure out at WVUP. How's that going? So we're doing primary care, and um, we're doing um, some behavioral health out there as well. Um, and then we're doing acute care services. So we're open um, Monday through Friday, 8 to 6. Um, open to the public, uh, students of faculty uh, of WVUP, uh, current patients. Um, so just uh, really getting that up and running and uh, looking at how we can continue to grow that in that area out there. Um, and it's still Parkersburg, but you know, Davisville area is welcome to come too. And uh, we just look to continue to grow. Um, and, and get our name out there and, and make people aware that the services are there. We have a provider there that's always willing to see whoever needs help coming through the door. I think one of the things I've learned over uh, my time with Copeland uh, is that any collaborative venture takes time to uh, not necessarily have the idea, mm -hmm. believe that the idea can happen, but actually putting it in motion. And mm -hmm. so this was one of the projects that uh, when Dr. Gilmer was there, uh, we met uh, several years ago. It took about five and a half years to make that uh, project a reality. Uh, and we put some really neat things around uh, those services to the school uh, that uh, is a benefit for uh, young students who may be coming in that do not have uh, parental insurance any longer. Uh, and so we've come up with some uh, good ways for them to be able to afford uh, health care uh, and uh, so we're excited about that um, that program, and again, it's it's early in, in the life of, of that particular clinic, so we look forward to seeing how it grows in, in year two. That's awesome. Um, you know, I think about my college days. Um, I didn't go see a doctor. You know, I was invincible at that time, so I know that's what kids think, so it's great that there's that reminder that you need to take care of yourself, especially at that age. Yeah. So that's awesome. So... One of the, um, so we're working to bring CCBHC to West Virginia. Um, I've talked about that on the podcast before. But one of the really exciting parts is um, being bringing a care coordination model um, to the agency. So that will give us the ability to hire staff whose sole purpose is to manage a caseload of connecting clients to all their care needs. 
So as we're able to bring that aboard, I, I see our collaboration growing. We'll be able to um, hand walk clients, you know, back and forth between the two services and, and, and get everything taken care of. So that's something new coming that I'm very excited about. Um, you know, I was talking with um, Jenna before you got here, and we were talking about we have our Mother's Day race this weekend, so this podcast will come out after the race. But you guys have one coming up in June um, to help support di- you know, individuals suffering with diabetes. Yeah, it's be the seventh year Dash for Diabetes in, yeah. in Ravenswood. Uh, and uh, it's just a, uh, putting a race together, uh, it does take some coordination, but it's not uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, heavy work so uh knowing who the contact and getting it uh in the river city runners of course mm-hmm. is, is a big thing to to draw uh some of the local runners and walkers uh but it's a it's a great race pretty flat course uh you know i call it a pr course mm-hmm. so uh there's it's but you can come and you can walk uh you can volunteer you can hand out water you can um walk your pets with on the race so it's we're pretty open as far as uh those who are looking for a nice uh, activity uh, and there's also the competitive part of it as well so um, we we enjoy hosting that event and we uh, use that money to help with uh, diabetic needs for our patients which west virginia is one of the worst states with diabetic needs Um, so and that's in ravenswood yes and there's that riverfront park Mm -hmm. yep good i have not ran it yet but i'm going to try to run it this year i'm excited and knock on wood, we've always had pretty good weather. Yeah. At least yeah. the past five years we have. So. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, Rob, you know, just full disclosure, Rob and I actually had daughters that were in the same age in school. Yeah. So we often talk to each other about how they're doing. So I'm kind of curious how things are going with Ryland. Uh, <laughs> she's doing well. Yeah. Uh, when she was a sophomore, she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Uh, yeah. Came out of nowhere. It doesn't run in our family. Uh, so it was quite a surprise to her, to all mm-hmm. of us. Um, she's done an amazing job of managing it um, from the from the start. So um, she uh, she played basketball then. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first year that Parkersburg High School went to the States and, and won. And it was with uh, mainly her team that she had played all the way up through with. Uh, so she was excited about that. And, um, you know, it didn't stop her from uh, doing the things that she enjoyed, whether, you know, it was swimming or, uh, you know, uh, walking, hiking. She continued to uh, be involved and um, learn how to uh, dose uh, with her di- with her insulin so that um, she was able to continue to um, pretty much uh, lead a normal life, even uh, knew how to eat fast food, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't encourage, but uh, right. they figure that out pretty quickly yeah. at that age. That's great. You know, I think I saw her last night walking in the park when I was running. Yeah. And she just finished her uh, uh, RN degree out at WVUP. Oh, great. So awesome. So now she has to get licensed and yeah. then she can take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't know anybody that might have a job for her if she chooses to do that. <laughs> yeah, nursing is a big need right now. Yes. So that's awesome. Well, good. Congratulations. Thanks. So, and your daughter? Well, Madison just finished her junior year at the University of Richmond. She's actually running tomorrow um, in a conference called the Eastern Athletic Conference or something. It's called ECACs. 
and um, she's running a 1500. She won last weekend the Atlantic 10 Conference Championship in the 1500. Awesome. So she is two seconds, we think, two seconds away um, from making regionals for NCAA. So she's got to drop about two seconds from her best time this year. So we'll see. She, that's her yeah. goal tomorrow. So it's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I was just today talking about I ran track in high school and uh, I was all state in track and field and we thought it would be fun one time to trade our 4 by 4 team for our 4 by 8 team because okay. um, the sprinters thought that the 800 would be fun mm -hmm. and that was the last time, the first, <laughs> the, the first and the last time we ever yeah. traded the 4 by 4 for the 4 by 8 because distance was uh yeah. not for us at all <laughs> it is, it's a different animal between a sprinter and a distance yeah animal, that's for sure yep so well good well i hope everyone has enjoyed our podcast today um and you know if you have primary care needs reach out to copeland they can address those for you if you have behavioral health needs of course westbrook can help you there and our Christ line is always open for anyone that needs to talk 485 1725